The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Simi. Congratulations. How's it going, Coach? Uh, it's going great. Are you having some fun right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of waiting, but I'm, I'm yeah. having fun now. Well, it was worth the wait. Yeah, man, it was worth the wait, so... You'll be a great fit for our room, a great fit for our football team. So, well, congratulations once again. Enjoy, enjoy the moment. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Writer's Block Podcast. I'm Jess Navarez. You already know Brandon Laurie right here with me. And we are going to get this thing kicked off pretty quickly here because, first of all, I'm just so, so excited about today in general for a couple of reasons. One, Brandon, as you know, Taylor Swift officially drops now Taylor's version. We're dropping we're dropping this episode and uh, we're kind of recording it a little early. But it's a big day for me for that reason. And then we have a really cool special guest on the podcast today that I'm just so excited to talk to you more. But Brandon, how are you feeling? How was your day today? Have you listened to anything Taylor Swift in the last 24 hours? I'm dying to know. Unfortunately, I haven't yet, um, and that's that's on me. That's on me. But, you know, I, I do wonder where your fandom lies today. Is it with our special guest? Is it with Taylor Swift? I mean, there's a lot of competition going on. Um, you know, I personally think that it goes to the special guest. That's just me personally. But, um, yeah, it's a special day for, for Taylor Swift, for all the Swifties out there. So shout out to all of them and, and whatever um, you guys want to celebrate. That's awesome. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I will get around to listening to it in honor of you, Jess, but it's just ha- it just hasn't happened yet. Well, guys, we do have a very big announcement to announce at the very end of this episode. And I'm going to keep you guys waiting because we're just really mean like that. And why would we announce all of that first? Um, so just know there's a really big announcement coming at the end of this episode. So keep listening. And I'm sure you're going to listen all the way through because our special guest today, we have none other than Cowboys wide receiver Semi Fihoko here with us today. Semi, thank you so much for coming on with us. We're What's so going excited. On? Thank you for having me. I know it's, well, you know, I didn't want to, you know, be the same day as Taylor Swift, you know, have to, you know, <laughs> duel with that. But, you know, I guess I'll, I'll subside. You, know, you got thank it. Thank you. Thank you. No, it was really cool because Semi and I got to spend some time together during Cowboys Media Day. And I was kind of taking him to his stations, making sure he was getting all of his media stuff done. And during that day, what I realized was you are everything that you, that a fan really wants 
a player on their team to be. You have the personality. You're so hilarious. You're smart. You just know how to talk to people so well. And it was really cool to get to know you on that day. And then in the locker room, we always catch up and we talk about all things Taylor Swift usually. Um, But talking to you about football is really amazing. So I was elated that you agreed to be on this podcast uh, to continue talking with us. But of course, we can't go without mentioning uh, congratulating you and your wife for the newest edition of Baby One. And how is it going? How is life as a new dad? And how's the wife adjusting to everything? How are you guys doing with everything? Like yeah, that? it's it's been it's been fun. It's been definitely a whole shift. You know, I would say going from you know, getting eight hours of sleep a day, you know, being able to just do whatever you want, whenever you want, gets absolutely shifted when you have a kid. So shout out to, first of all, shout out to all the mothers out there. If you, or just anybody that's given birth, if you've given birth, I salute you. I, my wife's a trooper. She's in there with the, with the little men right now. So I just salute you guys and all the parents out there. It's, it's been impressive. And it's been hard. Can't lie. It's been hard, but it's been awesome and definitely rewarded. Well, and, and for me, the one thing I usually tell people first is I'm a triplet. So I am one of three, all boys. Yeah. And so believe me, my, my mom knows, well, I respect mothers just as much as you do too. So it's, it's a lot. It can be a lot. Triplet would have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll pivot. We'll, we'll get away from that. We don't want to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> First off, how is the offseason going for you? You know, with everything that's been going on, of course, we Cowboys haven't been on the field since OTA's mini camp. What have you been up to? What has the training been like? And, you know, what are you looking forward to uh, as training camp kind of kicks off in a few weeks here? You guys are going to be going out in Oxnard pretty soon. Yeah, so offseason has been great. First and foremost, obviously with, you know, obviously with the birth of my son, I love, you know, having the time to be here and be able to be present with with my wife and help her out and, and all that. But um, as far as like workouts and things like that go, I've been, you know, we've been really working, whether it's just with been, been with Dak or whether it's been just with other quarterbacks all around, just staying connected as far as the team goes. We I actually fly out with a, with a bunch of the other receivers um, in like five days to, to Georgia. We're having like a big like last hurrah before camp with Dak and, you know, he's hooking it up. We're all lakeside. It's going to be awesome. But um yeah, so that, as far as that goes, we're just building chemistry slowly and surely, but it's been a great offseason, probably the best one. I know it's it's only, I guess, my second offseason, so, you know, it's better than last year's. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you love it, raising the bar each and every offseason, but we have seen you getting some work in the DAC yard. Speaking of the work you've been putting in this offseason with DAC, what is it like for you to really continue to build on that connection that you guys have already had since last offseason, but really seeing it grow and grow and taking steps forward in this offseason? Yeah, I think I think people aren't quite – people don't understand. People just see the, the field and the pictures, and people are like, oh, it's just, you know, that's just how it is, you know, but – for a receiver like myself or just anybody in general to be in like the comfort of, I guess, be invited to somebody else's home and just like, it's a lot more candid as far as, you know, at practice or on the field, you're, you know, you have coaches listening, you have them critiquing everything, but it's like when you're at his house or at the backyard or the fortress or whatever people want to call it, it's a lot more like, I don't know how to explain it, more of like a brother to brother type feeling. It's not it's not more of like a hey, this is my job type thing. It's like, oh, we're just throwing ball in the backyard type thing. So and I think that's awesome as far as like receivers 
and, and quarterbacks go building chemistry. I think it's it's super big for me. I know it's super big for a lot of the other receivers as well. And you were alluding to it a little bit. To me, I've always looked at at the Dak Yard as a special place. You know, like a lot of the receivers we've seen from an outsider's perspective, it has helped, you know, a lot of guys kind of take off in their careers. We saw Cedric Wilson get a lot of work with Dak a few years back. He went on to have his best season um, and then, of course, signed with Miami. And then we saw, of course, CD take that role to be number one last year. So it just seems like it's a, a special place from season to season a player can improve. Do you feel that? And you kind of alluding to it a little bit. Jess and I, were, we're big Disney magic people. I don't know if it's the same thing, but to me, nah. it seems like it is a, a special place for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Disney, you know, at the end of the night, they have the fireworks blast and all that stuff. So it's like similar to that. You put in all the work during the day, ride all the rides during the day. And then at the end, when we start winning games and playing the season, fireworks going off. So I think that's sort of, you know, I like that 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 analogy as far as that goes. Well, we're Disney adults. So we love that analogy, too. But, you know, you, you mentioned how this offseason is so much better for you than it was last offseason. Not that last offseason was bad, but you're just taking those steps forward and really uh, progressing. What do you want people to know about the version that they'll see of you as a player and as just a person overall this season? And what are some of your personal and football goals that you have your, for have for yourself going forward? Right. So I think as far as, as the player you're going to see from me, um, you know, obviously I, I took a, a big step my second year and I tried to, you know, get better than what I did my, my first year. My first year sort of getting my feet wet and everything. Second year I took that step during camp, continued, obviously got hurt during the season. And, and, you know, it's been a long time sort of just waiting to get back. You know, I've been itching to get back into it. So even with OTAs, like it wasn't quite the same, you know, we weren't, we weren't in pads, we weren't going full speed all the way. Like it was, it was just a little different. So um, as far as this season goes, you know, I'm trying to take that next step. Being a consistent role in this offense, in the special teams, you know, I'm just trying to be a consistent role, not somebody that's, you know, plug, plugged in here and there, you know. And I, as far as, you know, thinking if I can do that, I, I do believe that I can and truly make that step. And, and personal goals for me, obviously, is, is, is that, is, you know, being that consistent role, becoming that consistent role, um, building that trust with Dak, building, you know, that trust with whether it's, you know, Coach McCarthy or whether it's Schottenheimer. Like, I'm, I'm excited to take that next step and, and sort of just improve in what I've been doing and, you know, obviously get better. And you mentioned special teams as, of course, a factor of your game and, and a core special teams player at that. What has the difference been like between taking kind of like your, your helmet, putting it on as a wide receiver, and then taking it and putting it on as a special teams player? What is that sort of like where you're trying to balance – both things at the same time, learning different things, because you do it really well. I just always wanted to get in the mindset of a player that kind of dips their feet in both pools. Yeah, yeah. So I think you would, I think it's perfect when you say both pools. You know, I think one is, you know, a lot more receiver, is a lot more finesse type game. You know, you're trying to, you know, work work leverages, work, work the DB, things like that, where you're trying to really be a finesse type of player. And then you get to the special teams role, and it's it sort of shifts. It's sort of just like all gas, no brakes. It doesn't matter. Like helmets flying, chin straps popping. Like that's just how, um, and that's just how special teams is in this side. So, being able to make that switch, you know, going back and forth between a game is is obviously something that takes a lot of you know practice. Um, and being able to make that switch in the game often, I think, is it is what makes you know good football players great. So. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of what I what I view it as. 
and we're excited to continue to see that out of you. But let's let's talk about this Texas Coast offense is what it's being called now. Um, <laughs> you know, we've heard that this offensive scheme is going to be similar but yet different, and that can mean a lot of different things. And uh, we're just so excited to see it actually unfold and play out to be what it is. But can you talk about what it's been like having Mike McCarthy in charge of the playbook and really creating this Texas Coast offense with you guys? Has it been a cohesive kind of agreement with you guys? Is there room for discussion? Have you had any input in it? How has it been like for you adjusting to this new playbook? Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, I came from a West Coast offense. Stanford is is obviously West Coast, but that was David Shaw and his offense, and that was West Coast. So him making that switch with McCarthy – calling the plays and the way that he's been installing things and just like the different terminology, it's been, it's been like a breath of fresh air. It's like picking it back up to where, you know, where I was before. So it's been a smooth transition for myself. And as far as like the team goes, I'm very positive that a lot of us are, are very happy with um, the way things are going and the way that the plays are going to be called. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much. You guys are going to have to watch the season for, to see how, how it's changed, but we're very excited. As far as I can speak for the wide receiver core, um, we're ready to to light it up. Well, and that's exactly what I can kind of put into a slogan for you guys right now is just ready to go. Like it just seems like all throughout off season, you guys, you know, had a lot left to prove last year, and of course things didn't work out. But I just think that that when you guys are so close, you have a lot of guys returning, a lot of free agents, of course, coming back to the team. It keeps everybody together, and you have that same mentality carry now into this season. And it just seems like everybody's so hungry, so ready to go. We see even, you know, CD, Dennis Houston, all these guys, all of you guys are working out together, separate, on your own. And it's like it's really cool to see because when you have that and you see it, you know that there's something special that's brewing behind the scenes. And like you said, you set it up perfectly. It, people are going to have to watch. You know, People are going to have to watch the season and how it unfolds. But it does feel like that there is something brewing behind the scenes, which is pretty special. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does. And, you know, it's really cool to see kind of how you've transformed since your time beginning with the Cowboys to who you are now. So everyone always talks about taking, you know, your second year jump. But the third year jump is really a thing, too, because you want to keep building on what you have. So can you talk about um, kind of what your strength is in this wide receiver room, getting to work in OTAs? And again, we haven't seen anything from training camp yet. But what do you feel like your strength is within this wide receiver core right now? Yeah, if you if you look at our wide receiver core, I had to, or top to bottom, you'd see that I'm I'm the biggest, tallest receiver in the room. So as far as just being the big body receiver, whether it's the dirty work, whether it's the blocking, whether it's you know whatever it is, um, I feel like I can fit that role. Um, whether it's you know even as far as receiving goes, you know going from a red zone target to you know more of a consistent you know third down receiver, things like that, where I feel like being a big body receiver. Um, that it's a little different than what everybody else brings from in the room. And, and everybody has their, their certain things that they bring. And, and, you know, obviously we all, um, you know, compliment each other. So I'm excited to see how, you know, obviously how McCarthy is going to use all of us. I think he's going to use all of us in just the way that he calls plays and the way he calls plays around other people. I think it's going to be super exciting. And two of the biggest names that the Cowboys brought in this offseason were Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks. Of course, Cooks being a receiver that's been around the NFL seemingly forever. The guy is just – he's been around since 2014, but it feels like it's been a lot longer, but has had a lot of success. The guy has just been you know, a veteran leader wherever he's been. 
What has it been like to have him in the locker room as a resource, not only to learn from and pull from, but to kind of be somebody to lean on that, especially for the offensive side of the ball, but just in the overall room, what has his presence been like? B cooks, man. That, that guy is, is, um, he's true vet. That's point blank. When the first word that comes to my mind, when you say Brandon cooks is true vet, like he does everything the right way. Um, and it's just like a it's like a perfect model in what you should be as a wide receiver. So for me, being still a younger receiver, for JT as a younger receiver, for you know a lot a lot of these guys, even CD, uh, I mean he's still obviously he, I mean he's he's the guy. But I mean obviously being a younger receiver, it's something that you can look up to, see how he works, see how he how he practices, and and like just how he take care takes care of his body. Like it's he's a true vet, and there's a reason why he's been so successful for the, you know, 10 years in the league that he's been, you know. So I think he's he's a perfect addition in our room and exactly what we needed as far as taking our wide receiver core to the next level. And something that we always hear is Brandon Cook's just talking and talking about taking care of your body. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because that's really been one of the bigger messages since day one that um, a lot of guys have mentioned that he's giving his, I guess, knowledge about with you all but what I wanted to ask you about was you know on the outside everybody knows Dak is Dak he is a great guy you know whether it be on the field or off the field but what is it like for you getting to not only just know him as your quarterback but as your friend as your brother off of the field as well you know you you alluded to it you it's not it's not often that you find a guy with that elite talent be just as good of as of a person off the field as he is on the field. And it's, it's, it's very, very rare to find that. So when you do see that in a person, what I'm just speaking for myself, it, it makes it a whole lot easier to, to follow, you know, as him being a leader, just, it's been super easy to get behind a guy and rally behind a guy when he is a guy like that. So um, for me, just being able to, you know, being invited to his house to, you know, whether it be a cookout or whether it is to, to go into the backyard and fish his Creek with, with Tad, like it's been crazy to sort of just been, um, I guess, build a relationship with him, not only on the field, but also off. It's, it's been awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, we love Dak on here. Uh, we talk about him nonstop, which is, which is awesome. And you know, you're talking about leadership and, and sort of this mentality around the Cowboys. It all starts, I think also too, with position coaches. And we talked about Justin March Lillard, uh, last week we had him on and he talked about Scott McCurley. Of course, he's now back being the Cowboys linebackers coach, but coach Prince is someone I think not a lot of people know about, and he's been with now the Cowboys for two years and you're already laughing a little bit. I can't wait for an answer, but you know, tell us a little bit like a scouting report of coach Prince and kind of what he brings to the room as a leadership role, a mentor role, and just in your development too, as, as an NFL pro. Yeah. Yeah. RP, RP is my guy. He's uh, so he's definitely someone that I remember when I was coming out, like he was interviewing me at the Texans and he was grilling me like, Hey, what do you do? This is what, like, what's your, what's your process? Things like that. And I remember getting off the call, like, dude, this guy is crazy. Like, you know, I really hope I don't play. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just joking in my head, like thinking, man, this guy is very on on his P's and Q's always locked in. And then he came here and I'm just like, it's a complete switch. Obviously being drafted as a, as a rookie, I was sort of viewed at as like, and they told me as, as the starting point, just, you know, you're coming into a room with a bunch of guys um, obviously with Mari Cooper, you know, said, you know, you had a lot of CD still and, and MG still. So, I mean, I came into a room with a lot of guys, so it was more of like, Hey, we're going to work on you. And, and, you know, I was a little more raw, um, and being able to, to refine me my rookie years. That was what I said. Like I was getting my feet wet. So then that second year RP came in 
And, and as far as like refinement goes, he was the true, like best coach for me as far as taking my game to the next level, whether it's as a big guy, you know, I was sort of just out there running around my first year. The second year he was able to work on things that I needed to work on. I mean, like you look at CD, he's not going to tell CD how to get in and out of a break just because that's what CD does. Like CD can do that. He, whereas for me, like, he's not going to tell me how to go jump, jump for a high ball. Like that's, that's something that I do. So it's like he tailored the game around me to try to fix what I needed to do better. Um, and I think that's where I view him as, you know, one of the best coaches for my development. And, and you know, I'm super blessed to have him as a second year of my coach. And it's, it's really cool to hear you say that because last week when we were talking to Jay March about everything, he talked about how just coaches can make such an impact in your, you know, your career, obviously, but your life as well. And um, so I love that you have that uh, with Robert there. But what I wanted to ask you about is I was watching uh, some of your stuff that you've been posting on social media, specifically on Instagram lately, and you said something that really just stuck because it's a really smart way of looking at your life as the bigger picture and not just the season and the chapter that you're in right now of being a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. But you said the NFL stands never stands for never for life, right? And so to always have those backup plans. And like I said, it's just such a smart way of looking at things. And so can you talk about how making these videos is just so impactful and so important for these younger generations to really absorb and get to know, because maybe you didn't have that, or you didn't have somebody telling you these things and how this can really help the younger generations going forward to know these things that you're putting on social media. Right. Right. And I think first, yeah, NFL never for life or not for long, however you want to look at it. It's sort of like, it was something that sort of everybody sort of knows, but it's like, you think, okay, I'm going to get to the league and I'm going to play 15 plus years. I'm going to be, you know, and then you get here and you're like, dude, this is, this is hard. Like 15 years is a long time. Like, so the guys that do do it are playing at elite level. Like just as far as just taking care of your body, like that standpoint, 15 years is a whole long time. So you start to, you start to realize, you know, things may not last as long as you think. So being able to set yourself up, you obviously want to set your family up for a lifelong you know, just being able to set them up for life and, and being able, and the NFL is a great jump start. You know, it gets you to where you need to be going. Um, and I think for me to be, you know, share that knowledge with some of these other guys out here, you see a bunch of kids on, you know, social media, high school kids where they're, you know, talking crazy, thinking they're going to, you know, there's a whole bunch of videos and I'm sure you can see them, but um, being able to share that and try to just, whether it's affecting one person, whether it's, you know, you hear from 50 plus kids saying, Hey, that really helped me. I think just being able to change one person at a time. And I think it'll be very beneficial for them in the future. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I, I talked to Jess about this before we hopped on, and I said, I am so disappointed in myself, and I need to make a formal apology that I didn't know how good your social media game is. Uh, <laughs> you have a fantastic setup. It's like everything is just to the T. Everything has a, a purpose. And for me, I appreciate that because I, I don't know if this is something that you learned. I, I saw last year you went to go to the NFL social workshop. Um, and I do think the NFL is promoting not only just the players to be successful on the field, but also off the field, entrepreneurial spirit, stuff like that. So what did you learn from that experience? Is that something that you're looking to kind of dive deeper into post-career, whenever that is, that you want to be more of a social media influencer or something along the lines of that? Yeah, I mean, I think you touched on the workshops. I think for me, growing up, I've always, you know, I've, I don't want to say I've been obsessed with making money, but it was like, as a little kid, I was, you know, going going to like random vending machines checking inside to see if there's little quarters you know i'd put them in a huge like piggy bank and then go take it to the bank like i've just been um not obsessed with making money but i've I've loved it you know it's been fun um i find it fun so um i guess being able to make passive income whether it's something i like doing which is you know filming content or 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 really just messing with the camera or something like that i think finding what you love to do and then finding ways to, to market that I think is something that I've, I've found is super beneficial for myself. Um, I've, I don't know if you've seen, um, I've, I'm opening up a cookie shop here in DF or I guess here in prosper, um, that I'm planning on opening second week of September. So hopefully opening week here, opening home game, I guess I get the Jets. So I'm planning on opening it then and, and it should be fun. But I think that idea of, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, becoming something that can, I guess, support your family after you're done playing ball is something that I've taken to heart and I've really tried to do better at for obviously with the sun, it obviously made my head switch a little bit and trying to set him up for, for life as well. I'm so excited for this cookie business. <laughs> Let me say, I think I've told you this before, but I love, I love cookies. And so I'm excited. Um, I'm probably going to be first in line ready to try these cookies, if I'm being honest. Um, but we, with social media, we get to see your personality really shine through. And you're so true to who you are on it. It's really cool to see that there's really no secrets. Like you, you mentioned earlier, you're an open book. And I love watching all your social media content. I know a lot of people have. It's gained a lot of traction, specifically when you and Micah decided to have like a WrestleMania-style pickleball match uh, recently. So first of all, let's clear things up. Who won? Who won the pickleball between you and Micah? So, okay. So let's just break it down from the start. Okay. So Micah Micah will say he's the best at anything. And and he'll be the first one to tell you that. So – Everybody knows that. So we know this and he starts, you know, tweeting all day saying, Hey, I need a pickleball run. I need, I need the best pickleball players. Now I'm a, sorry, hold on. I'm, I've been playing pickleball for probably seven, eight years. It's I've been playing this since it was back in Utah. And I mean, it's before they even had courts anywhere. So I'm like, you know, Micah, come on, bro. You don't want, you don't want to play. And then he starts talking crazy to me, texting me, DMing me, saying, "Hey, you're not good. Come on, let's play. You're bad." Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, whoever you want to get, like, whatever. He goes and on Twitter and says, "Hey, I need a pickleball partner." And he finds some guy that's, I've been playing for probably longer than me. Probably has a little more time to do pickleball. <laughs> and uh, great, he's a great player, obviously. 
And then I get uh, Wanye, who's on the team, who just started a couple months ago as well. So it, Mike, Mike is really good. I'm not going to lie. He's good. Um, the, the, the games was three to two. He, he ended up beating us. Um, but it was not, it wasn't like, I, point blank. I, okay. <laughs> Look, we're all winners here. We can, we no, can no, 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 no. I, just, I just want, if Micah sees this, I want him to know that he definitely was backpacked his way to those three games. Um, and that <laughs> when I play him one-on-one, it won't be the same. Oh man. All right. We're hearing a challenge here on the writer's block. And I love that. Look, I'm all for this. Social media was going crazy. I mean, oh, yeah. you had people making you graphics, and it became a whole thing on Twitter for a little while. So, of course, I had to just ask about it and clear it up. But something I wanted to ask you specifically about pickleball, because it's becoming a new fad, really, for a lot of people that are getting into it now. But I'm glad you mentioned that you've been doing it for years at this point. Maybe not as often as some people do, but how do you feel like that translates to the football field? Do you feel like it helps you in any way, or do you feel like it's just something to keep you in shape and keep stamina up? Yeah, so matter of fact, a couple, I guess, before OTA started, so I guess I want to say, actually, I'm not sure, but it's in, the, in the off season, we were working out at Dak's house with, with a couple of the guys. Um, I'm trying to remember JT, me, Zeke, and a couple other guys. But we, he wanted to play pickleball after. And I'm like, Dak, dude, do you even play pickleball? Like, come on. Like, he's like, yeah, dude, I have a bunch of paddles. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, do we have courts? Like, I, I have courts somewhere in Dallas. I was like, oh, there's courts in my neighborhood. Like, there's, he's like, oh, really? Let's go. So we went and played pickleball after and probably played for like three plus hours, you know, playing with all them. And obviously they're, they're fairly new to it. So it was able to, but like you said, it's it's perfect after we were saying how great it is for how it sort of translates to football, being able to have that lateral quickness, you know, ability to have to jump here and there. It it honestly translates a lot more than you would think. Um, it's great cardio, like you said. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do love it as far as the sport just just itself. I do love, but it obviously translates on on the field as well. And it is interesting because we know Dak is getting involved with pickleball. Pickleball. We know Drew Brees is opening up, I believe, a facility as well too, partnering. So it's definitely growing within the football space, and I think a lot of people are recognizing that. Um, we mentioned Micah. We won't go back to the to the match, but the the defense itself, like the defense in Dallas, is back. I mean, for a long time, it's something that's been missing. A lot of fan bases uh, have been kind of taking notice, always picking on the Cowboys and the defense. And now it's not that case anymore. The Dallas defense is here to stay. Dan Quinn is back for his third season. And I do, I, I hate the saying iron sharpens iron because I think it's just a, a very like old, outdated cliche. But I do believe that when it comes time for training camp in a few weeks, like there's going to be some must watch TV happening between the offense and defense. So talk about what it's like to go against the defense, how it helps you and, and your unit on the offensive side of the ball just get better and prepare for the season ahead. Absolutely. If you look top to bottom from safeties to linebackers to DBs to, to the D line, really like, there is no weak spot in the Dallas defense. Like that's point blank period. And that's, that's a fact. You look at everybody along everywhere. They're all playmakers and they're all difference makers. So being able to practice against that every day, not only helps the offense, you know, thrive, but I honestly believe that our defense is the number one in, in the NFL. So being able to practice against the number one makes it a whole lot easier when it goes, when you go against somebody else, um, just as far as going against the playmakers that we have on, on Dallas. And my last question to you is I was reading an article uh, doing my homework for this episode to ask you all the amazing questions. I was doing my homework here, and I read something that said you dressed up in a Cowboys helmet and a jersey 
when you were younger for Halloween. So, you know, what is it like for you kind of being in this space you are now? You have an incredible wife, you have your son, you're playing for the Dallas Cowboys. How does it feel like for you to reflect back on your younger self and little baby Semi dreaming so big and now being in that spot in your life? Yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that was actually my first Halloween. I was in a Troy Aikman jersey with a like an old school helmet. I don't know. My parents never been Cowboys fans, but I guess somehow it was had me in a Cowboys uniform. So, but ever since I was little, um, like my very first word that I said, you can ask my mom is is ball was ball. So I've always loved ball always since the since I was little. So um, being able to I guess come full circle or or people say it was written in the stars star pun intended. Um, <laughs> was it's it's crazy to see how it comes full circle and and being in the position I am now is is honestly you know all thanks to to the man above and um I'm obviously super blessed and we're so proud of you and just so excited to see what you are going to do this season you're going to light it up like we said earlier us Disney adults are going to be eating it up that you are lighting it up on the field so we're so excited for you and we can't thank you enough for coming on here uh, and taking time to really break things down for us give Cowboys fans a really clear perspective and an educated perspective of what's going on uh, within the star so real quick Semi where can people find all of your Taylor Swift tweets (laughs) And all of your Taylor Swift love on social media um, threads. That's that's a new social media. Are you on there? Where can find yeah, you? I'm, I'm really on almost every social media you can think of. You want to think, you know, MySpace, you can check me out on MySpace. Um, I'm not yeah. opposed to it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you're a Taylor Swift fan. So um, <laughs> no shade. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm on everything. You can just, I, I have different usernames for a whole bunch of stuff. So you just search my name. I'm sure I'll pop up. But I'm, yeah, I, if you want to see anything about that, Taylor Swift um, excluded, you can <laughs> definitely check me out on all those. But <laughs> Look, we're working on uh, transforming Semi to be a Swifty. So uh, even Dak had said, even Dak defended Taylor Swift to you at one no, point. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. You have it all twisted. <laughs> he, it's not twisted. He brought up the song from her, like, 2008 album mm. when she was still country, which is still towards my point. <laughs> I mean, she did oh just my. release her same album that she released, you know, back when she mm-hmm. was country. I mean, I look, you sound like a Swifty to me. I don't know you why. Know you I did my just like you did your homework. I did mine. I listened to her album just a little bit and found Thank out you. that her past couple albums have just been re, you know, put out. You know, of her country days. Just, I mean, hey, I listen, know. I am a bit. I'm a big country okay. guy, so I'm I'm all for the country era Taylor Swift. So I'm right there me? with you. See, look, that's my argument with her is that you know she was. <laughs> She was, you know, great where she was in her lane. And then she starts, you know, shifting. And then she realized that she needed to be back. She should have just stayed here, you know. Look, you know what? Speak Now, Taylor's version now out and released officially. So my homework for everybody, including Semi, is to go listen to it and just give it a shot. Because you know what? Maybe you're you're gonna find your hype song for the season on the album. You never know. You just never know. But Semi, we appreciate you so so much. We wish you all of the best. And truly, it is so cool to be able to talk to you and give people just a glimpse of the person you are because it deserves all of the spotlight. And again, just thank you so so much. And we usually end this podcast by saying "Go Cowboys." It's only fitting that you do that for us for the end of this segment with your interview. So, Sammy Fihoko, ladies and gentlemen. Go Cowboys. <laughs>
Well, thanks again to Simi Fajoko for jumping on the pod with us. It's always good to talk to a current Cowboys player because especially this time of year, you don't know what is really going on uh, within the Cowboys organization, and you really are just trying to piece things together on your own. But we also want listeners to really understand what is going on, to give an inside look. And when you can get somebody like him, who is just hilarious, Jess and I have talked about him before in the past, all positive things. Uh, and he's just an all-around great guy, somebody you really do want to root for. And I'm so happy we actually were able to have him on uh, because of Jess and your love-hate relationship that you guys have uh, for Taylor Swift. I don't have the hate relationship. I think that's more on semi, but no, just kidding. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, though, he is somebody that you want to succeed. And that he is the epitome of when I think of a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, it is semi Fihoko because he, you know, is a great example of a guy that just does not give up and does not give in. He works hard. He continues to persevere. And he's a great guy off the field with a very, very smart football mind. And just in general, he's just such a smart guy. Um, And so much love for his family. I always love to see that too. So, Big shout out to Semi for coming on. And uh, yeah, all the inside information that he gave us, loved it. Great interview and uh, a great guy and a great player. Definitely became more of a Dak fan based off of his perspective and, and what he brings to the locker room. But speaking of somebody that works hard, tirelessly, deserves everything all in the world, uh, we have gotten to the big announcement portion of the podcast. Yes, it's something that you guys have all been waiting for. Jess teased it earlier in the week and a lot of crazy responses that are completely inaccurate. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I always love going through those, but I'll, I'll turn it over to Jess. This way she can explain what's going to be going on, what's going to be happening and things that are going to be moving forward. So, Jess, I turn it to you. Okay, so yeah, if you missed my tweet, I had teased you guys a little bit to say I have a really big announcement coming soon, and those responses, wild. (laughs) I mean, some of you guys, uh, I don't know how you think of these things. Yeah. Um, Some of them were very funny, had me laughing, of course, some Taylor Swift-related stuff, Um, but... What I wanted to tell you guys on here is that this will officially be my last episode with the writer's block and my last episode with Blogging the Boys. I will be leaving Blogging the Boys altogether um, here this week because I have a new opportunity that has come up. Um, I'm not going to announce that yet. You can stay tuned to my social media to see what that new opportunity is. But just know I am staying in Dallas. I'm not moving. I got a lot of are you moving responses (laughs) I'm not moving. Hell no. Uh, If you've had to move to a new state and a new place, you know that you just don't want to do that again if you don't have to. Um, So, yeah, I'm not moving, but there is a new opportunity that was just so perfect for me. And I'm really excited about um, coming up. But I'm also really sad because I love blogging the boys and I'm going to cry because it's just so bittersweet. Um, Look, Brandon and I talked about making this part of the episode, and I knew it was going to make me sad to say this. Um, so, yeah, I I messaged RJ a year ago, and he took a chance on somebody who just – he didn't have to. I, I was so thrilled, and um, RJ has just been amazing since day one, and Brandon and I always talk about, you know, how, how much we value him as a boss and as a person – So to be able to work under somebody like him has just been the honor of a lifetime. And RJ, um, I just have so much love and appreciation for him. So um, thank you, RJ, for allowing me um, to have this platform. See, I'm just a mess, guys. I I cry so (laughs) easily and 
I'm just really sad that um, this chapter has to end for me. But like I said, I'm excited for the new one. To everybody in Blogging the Boys who just welcomed me with open arms. Oh, my goodness. You you always hear people talk about um, companies saying, we are a big family. And most of the time, that's a, a red flag in, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is truly a company that um, – and a group of people that mean it and that – have been great friends to me since day one, um, have accepted me as one of their own and have embraced me as a person and just really hyped me up on days that I needed it. And um, I cannot thank you guys enough. So yeah, I'm really sad to be leaving, but I'm really excited for what's coming next. And um, most of all, thank you guys for making this podcast possible because Brandon and I have loved doing it together. And Brandon, I'm not even going to get into why I'm <laughs> yeah. you as my co-host. I'm yeah, we, we talk about that. that on the side. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to ball my eyes out if I do that. Because, look, guys, Brandon has been the best co-host I could have ever imagined, especially through just a really tough year of my life. Um, some things have happened that, you know, life life happens and, and you don't expect them to. And he's been nothing but understanding and compassionate when I needed it. And, um, man, this sucks. I hate doing this. (laughs) Um, but just Brandon and I have become such good friends outside of this podcast. And so, um, I can't thank you enough for, for being there for me as a friend, as a co-host. And, um, I just, man, I'm really going to miss doing this with you. Um, yeah. A lot. <laughs> no, and and I mean, I'll I'll start this way. You know, you can Please, collect yourself. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's funny because the way Jess and I met, we talked about the story at the very beginning with the first episode. And it's funny if you go back and you listen. I mean, if we feel like we're children. You know, it's like we didn't know what we had. The chemistry was still growing, and it's sort of like, but we knew immediately what we had. Um, with our relationship and what we were talking about. And it's funny, I remember I messaged Jess randomly. I was like, oh, congrats on you know getting the gig with Blogging the Boys. And I wanted to kind of break through. And so I was kind of using Jess in a way to open up the door for an opportunity. But I would follow and listen along to Jess's podcast beforehand that she had. And I knew that it was somebody that I had a lot of common interest with. Maybe not so Taylor Swift, but a lot of other things. Our love for the Cowboys. And immediately when I talked to RJ about doing a podcast, it was funny when I hear the story from both sides, both of them both agree that it was somebody that they wanted me to pair with and be with Jess in a podcast format. I remember the days when we were trying to figure out what we were going to name it. Um, <laughs> and it's it's funny how all these things kind of come together just so perfectly. And, you know, it is a digital platform. You guys hear us every single week, but it really becomes its own living, breathing thing where it becomes uh, takes on a life of its own. And each week we'd, be, we'd ride through the ups and downs. I mean, the Tampa Bay week one game uh, was absolutely horrific. And that was our first podcast that we talked about. And we're like, maybe, maybe it's us. Um, so yeah, maybe, we're the, maybe we're the problem. Yeah. yeah. And so when you look at the episode count and you see that we're at 44, it feels like it's been 10 years, not, not a year. Um, so I think that the chemistry is real. It's there. You don't find a lot of people that work as hard as Jess Navarra's. And it's fun to work with someone like her not only with the attitude and the spunk that she brings to the position, but also the, the professionalism and everything that comes along with being a professional in this industry. She is the number one person for that. I also think like for me, again, I, I've 
I'm a brother and I only have two brothers. I've never had a sister, so she's become a sister uh, for me. We do talk a lot after the show. Believe me, the conversations that we have uh, off air, it's definitely, you know, life changing conversations. And for somebody who's, you know, thousands of miles away, it feels like she's right next door. So uh, I definitely going to miss the podcast and everything that we do, but it will not be the the finality of anything that we do together. Uh, the conversations will continue and everything will carry on. But yeah, the podcast will change a little bit. It'll it'll be altered, uh, but it's it's in good hands. And I know Jess would make sure that it was left in good hands because this is her legacy. You know, this is something that that she's proud of and something that we built together. And again, uh, couldn't thank RJ enough for giving us the opportunity to do this together. And we're going to be moving forward with it in a different direction. But it's still the same uh, people, same attitude, same mindset. Um, and something that I know Jess would be proud of herself, listening and tuning in, making sure that we're pro Taylor Swift. The people who we're going to have on are going to be championing Taylor Swift just as much as she would. Uh, so you guys aren't going to be missing out on that. But again, couldn't thank Jess enough for, for being a great co-host, a great friend, great sister, and uh, overall just great human being. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I, I gathered myself and I don't know how uh, through <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, no, I I am handing the torch to um, how do I word this? I don't want to give anything away. I'm handing the torch off to the right people, to, to the right people yeah. for this podcast to continue on and and be just as great. And um, you guys are really going to enjoy what the lineup looks like for it. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't have left it with anybody uh, just anybody, because you know I need some Taylor Swift love on this podcast. I'm going to oh, be yeah. listening to make sure there's no Taylor Swift slander. Um, but no, I I really cannot thank RJ enough. And we we always talk about him, and um, it's it's so real. And it's it's he's such a good person inside and out that you don't always find somebody like that to work under. And so I hope every single person in this world finds an RJ to work under at some point in your career, no matter where you're at, because the absolute confidence boost that that man has given me to be able to pursue these, these big opportunities and, and not be afraid of them is just something I'll never be able to repay him for. So RJ, if you're listening, you made me cry. Um, not for any bad reasons, but just because I'm so sad, um, that our story was so short and, and mine was so short with blogging the boys, but it was such a, a childhood dream to work for blogging the boys. It's something that I followed, uh, even just in high school on Twitter. And, and so to have this opportunity just means the absolute, absolute world to me. And um, I never thought that things would end up like this. And my story has just been so perfect um, up until this point. So I've enjoyed the heck out of my scenic route and um, I'm, I'm going to keep cruising. So yeah, guys, I'm, I'm sad. As you guys know, I've said a million times to be leaving, um, but just know I will forever support blogging the boys and RJ and all the staff here, they work so incredibly hard and they love what they do and they are good people outside of this. So please continue to, to support and listen and read all the articles and, and follow along. Um, like I said, as for me, I'm not going to announce what opportunity it is just yet. Uh, I'm waiting on a couple of things still um, to do that, but it will be on social media this week. I will tell you that much. It will. I will post it. As soon as uh, all of my ducks are lined up in a row and I just am so thrilled to to live this life and and be blessed enough to to do what I love and and things don't feel like work. It yeah. really is 
just such a joy in my life that I love what I do. So yeah, all of that being said, I love you guys and I appreciate you all so, so much. I, I can't say thank you enough. It's been, it's been so fun. I don't even know how to, how do you end something like We're this? Start too. Yeah. Uh, so for the final time, uh, for Jess Navarez, I am Brandon Laurie. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week on the Writer's Box podcast. And like Semi Fajoko said, always remember, go Cowboys. We'll